You're listening to the Middle Age Gamers from Dimension X. And this guy over here in this brightly orange gear right here, and hopefully not sponsored someday. Come on, Nas Energy Drink, get your business together. Is Trish Nabara? He uh, is the author of uh, the Video Game Collector's Field Guide and the graphic artist for Premium Edition Games. Yeah, How you doing, yeah. sir? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I mean, we might as well break into the fact that uh, this is kind of a repeat of uh, an episode 18. This is episode 18, take two. Uh, part two. Uh, Every once in a while, every once in a while, we we just want to like podcast for ourselves and entertain ourselves and screw you guys. So we we record and then you know we purposely inject some technical difficulties so that it's impossible to upload our episodes, which happened last week, which is why we're so late in uploading. But we here we are. I have a new podcast machine, and what happened was I was playing with the buttons again, trying to figure out how to use these things, and I basically muted my audio. So basically, I was doing uh, those Japanese kung fu movies. I was like, <laughs> really sad podcasting. <laughs> well, you want to you wanna tell us about your Black Friday sales, sir? Yeah, sure. Um, well, it's it's part of my pickup, so... Uh, we'll wait until we do pickups. How about that? Oh, little spoiler, little spoiler yeah. for you guys. Uh, I will promote something for you that you're also working on. This beautiful mm-hmm. book right here. Why don't you tell everyone about it? Yeah, so I'm I'm currently working on the video game collector's field guide, as you can see right there. That notebook that he has in his hands is just one little part of the 2,400 pages. Um, that is going to be the four volumes that make up that one book, if you want to call it a single book. Um, it's a series. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. It's a field guide. So it's visual libraries. of You name the system up until the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, going all the way back to the Odyssey days and Fairchild Channel F. Um, so if if you are a collector of said console... This is uh, a product for you. Shows the entire library visually and in the back uh, in, on the index, uh, the list checklist. So you can keep track of what you have seen, what you've played, what your rating for it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's really cool. And he has them on his website uh, uh, that you can get currently. So uh, you want to give him the, the link to your store, sir? Yeah, it's uh, vgcollectorguide.com. Right now I have about uh, four dozen uh, different systems available for purchase right now if you want to go on there. Um, I, I you know, try to make it as, as cheap as possible without uh, breaking my bank because, uh, you know, I'm using my own materials here. But uh, it, it basically comes out to 22 cents a page. So, um, yeah, it's not too bad. But, you know, when you're talking about, like, the PlayStation 2 library, which is about 1,800 games, that equates to about a $40 
uh, notebook. But I mean, if you're a hardcore collector of like PlayStation Two, that's that's something that it would really enhance your collecting anyway. So I really don't feel bad about charging that much, especially how much work went into it. Absolutely, and like even when Ben saw it, he was like super excited about it. Oh so, yeah, you know. he was he was super eager and like willing to to pay that price because. He's a, a hardcore collector. I actually sold two of those PlayStation 2 uh, guides to, to just his game store. So That's awesome. Yeah. So this week we're going to be doing uh, pickups, of course. Uh, these will be exclusively on YouTube, just to be aware of that. And also uh, we're doing a Facebook live stream with on my GI Gamer, so you'll see mine on there. So it's exclusive. Uh, we're going to be doing also FOMO collecting and how much is too much for limited editions. Uh, mm -hmm. Mario RPG came out this week. We're going to give our thoughts on that. Uh, beautiful gem of a game. Uh, Abar's Night of the Movies, which he uh did, uh, Critters 2. Little, yes, I here. did. This is this is my friend Harry, which I enjoy. My son named him that. And then, uh, do reviews influence sales. And one of the things we're going to be talking about is the Sony portal that just came out, and also corrections. So to start yeah. off, we're going to be doing our pickups. We always start with the man, the myth, the legend of bar over here. And what did you get for these last couple of weeks since we made a mistake? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, it's still not that much for me because I haven't been picking up a whole lot. But uh, we'll just go ahead and show my second camera, which it's not. It's going to be a whole lot messier than it is in the past couple of weeks because uh, I had kind of a little bit of a photo shoot for <laughs> a Black Friday promo. So here's, uh, here's a whole bunch of uh, premium edition games with a bunch of toys. But, um, yeah, well, I, first off, I'll mention that uh, premium edition games is having a Black Friday sale where if you spend a certain amount, I think it's $120, you get a free standard edition, which is a $40 value. And then if you spend, I think it's uh, $240, you get a free um, retro edition game, which is a $60 value. So it's pretty good. Yeah, um, really good. I love your games. The games there are amazing and worth all that money for sure. Yeah, and right now we like a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't like available for purchase is actually available right now. Um, typically, the stuff you would have to like find us at conventions to be able to buy this stuff, but now we have it available for purchase, including two of our newest ones that are just shipping. I'm supposed to be getting my copies tomorrow in the mail of Love 3 and Eagle Island Twist, which are amazing games. Eagle Island is amazing. Yeah, so Eagle Island is incredible. Love 3 is awesome, too. Mm -hmm. I love the, the box art for it, too. It looks amazing. Yes. yeah, Everything just worked out so great for those. But uh, my first pickup, which uh, I'll show here, is my, my trophy for mm -hmm. the uh, MagDX Cup that we had. Yeah, Golden Mustache. Hey, MagDX Cup 2023 that we had. We had a competition between ben, Ben's Game Zone and the MagDX team. Uh, it was six versus six in five different games. We played Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, how high you could get, what the highest level you could get in 10 minutes. We played uh, Mario Kart, your, uh, the best time trial time on Royal Raceway. We played uh, the Nintendo World Championship, highest score. Play the Nintendo, or, or excuse me, um, Tetris the Grandmaster Ace, how many lines you can get in, you know, a, a single playthrough. And then what was the last one? I can't remember all of a sudden. Uh, there was there Nintendo, World Champ Nintendo World Championships. 
Well, I said that one. Uh, let's see. There was Nintendo World Championships. There was Tetris. There oh, it was, was bowling. League bowling on, oh, on yeah. Neo Geo. Which I yeah. sucked at. Oh, my God. Neo Geo Sports, I am terrible. <laughs> terrible. But, yeah. It, so It we, was super fun. Yeah, and it, it, it was. It was a blast. We had a lot of people over. And, uh, like, um, yeah, to anyone who's listening right now that came over, thank you so much for coming over. That was a, that was a really good time. Um, but Team MagDX pulled it out, and uh, we've got the trophies this year. So, suck it. <laughs> like, nice, nice little mustache. But what was really funny too that I want to bring up on that was uh, there was a Mario Kart turf war going on between Oof. our friend Alex and Zach, and it was still it's going still, on. It's still going on currently right now, which is hilarious. I did a, a funny prank on that too. Zach beat his score, and so I tried to get in on the fun. And I, I, I like clipped art myself into the picture to say, "Hey, you know, I'm the one that with the best score." And then Alex didn't fall for it, of course. But we tried. <laughs> we tried really hard. <laughs> Super happy about Too this. Too funny, so. man. What pickups you got? So, of course, you know, Super Mario RPG came out. Ooh. Picked it up, midnight release. Uh, oh, the store that is over by my house just so happened to be one of the only two stores in the Omaha area that did a uh, midnight release. So yeah. I got it a little bit early. Um, And then thank you to GI Gamer here. Uh, good looking out. Had them hold this for me the show 2013 or i was looking for 2013 2023 <coughs> i'm a huge baseball fan i've been waiting for, to get this used and it finally came in yeah and, and I then finally up too <laughs> yeah to show you and then finally i got a uh, super 64 uh <laughs> eon uh so that i can play uh nintendo 64 games on my hd television those are my pickups, sir. All right, let's pop over to mine. I have a yep. lot, so I apologize. Exclusively on YouTube, just to let you know, and also my live stream. <coughs> and sorry that uh, it's it's kind of glitching out. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I got Kid Chameleon. Uh, Kid Chameleon right here uh, is the game I had, but it was broken. So I had to buy a new one, so I wanted to put on my Polymega. Uh Toe Jam and Earl, uh, Point of Fungatron, same thing. I had the... I had the the game loose, so I wanted to get a case for it. So uh, Ben sold me a case. Uh, Golden Axe 2. Uh, this one I didn't have, which I was surprised I didn't have it. I went in my collection. I wanted to play some beat-em-ups. And I was like, what the hell is Golden Axe 2? And I thought I had it. I was digging around, and I couldn't find it. So I had that one as well. Uh, Solicia Snake is one of my favorite bad guys in Metal Gear Solid. And uh, my partner in crime over here gave me a figure of them, which is freaking awesome. Uh, looks amazing. Uh, so uh, I collect kind of the Metal Gear figures as well. So I'm happy to have that in my collection. Uh, I also got a Bars Game & Watch on accident at Ben's store. So I, uh, I like the Game & Watches, but I wanted the oh, Mario funny. and the Zelda. So it flips over and the other side has the Zelda one and this. And I was scared my Zelda was like broken. But I guess it's not. It's the the screen is still good to go, which is I thought was crazy. The other three there are Japanese GameCube games. One of them is a exclusive uh, Nintendo Fun Club for Japan, which was the Zelda collection that we got in the states, and uh, it's pretty cool. I just thought it looked really awesome, and you know I have a lot of Zelda games, so I thought that was kind of a cool exclusive that that I can uh, keep around. I do have a Japanese little disc I can play it with, so I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm hoping it's the Japanese versions of the games. Uh, on the bottom there is uh, 
there is a uh, PlayStation controller. I wanted to get a couple for my Polymega. By the way, they're shipping out now. And also, good rumor for you guys, an update. They said yesterday that they'll have at least 1,000 in stock once they get the pre-orders out. So if you want one, I would highly suggest putting in a pre-order for it. Uh, last but not least is you see that I bought three Shinobi, Revenge of Shinobis, and you're like, what the hell is that? Like, what is going on with that weirdness? And what it is 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 that they used to, they, and you watched my GI Gamer video in there, they had three revisions because Sega was doing copyright infringement on a lot of people's IPs. So the first one is a Rev Zero, and it has it has Spider Man, Batman, the Hulk that turns into the Terminator, Godzilla, and the 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 person on the intro logo is for a ninja that's basically in Japan. So those those uh. And then there's a Rev uh, 1 where they fixed Spider-Man because Spider-Man finally got licensed by Sega because they made a game. So they fixed him in that one. And then the third one is where they took out all the copyrights because their copyright time was over. They had to make a, and you can see it on the virtual console, they made a pink Spider-Man, a pink naked Spider-Man. And then they also took Godzilla and then did it like a kid. Like it was all bones, like a bone version of Godzilla, which is so hilarious. Weird. Super weird. Uh, I also join the eon club (laughs) i i saw his and i was like i should get one and so i went on ebay and for 60 bucks i got i won a bid no one bid it on it i won this in an m classic which was pretty awesome there you go uh i got a couple more here uh this one uh, i've been waiting i thought it was coming out in march but it finally came out this is the uh walking dead satan centers chapter two for psvr2 this game is awesome in VR. You can like grab zombies, you can stab them, you can like you can like go through and it's like a survival game where you have to find stuff to keep you alive, which is really cool. Super fun. Uh if you I, I'm not like you remember why I was trying to go for every game on PSVR. I'm not doing it this time. Only the games that I want are the ones I'm gonna get. And so far, all the zombie games are the best games on there, so I am just buying basically zombie games right now. Uh, next one is uh, called Fade to Silence. I don't know what this is. It looked really cool. I thought it was a survival horror game. Uh, Kyle suggested it to me, so I trust. Never seen that before. I've never seen it before either. It's the first time I've ever seen it, and it looked really cool. And uh, you have to survive in the snow, so like you, your your health will freeze up if you if you freeze yourself to death like that. I thought the thing, you know, uh, that's why I thought it basically the premise of it is. So I thought that was pretty cool. And as you well know, I'm a big Dead Island fan. Right. And I got the definitive collection. Funny story. They were ribbing me at the thing, right? You know how this goes. You get one of these from a used game, and it's not, the code doesn't work. So the guys were ribbing me about it. I bought this for 15 bucks, and I'm like, I bet you these work. And they're like, oh, no, 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 it's not going to work. Someone used it. I came home, and guess what? No one used it. So nice. Please check the codes when you guys do games. So I got Dead Dead Island 2 for free and Riptide. And then if you don't even know this, there is a variant to this. There is a beat 'em up game of Dead Island. What? That's on there. So it's for a, revenge. Yeah. So it, I wanted that's why I wanted it because they don't have a physical copy of that game and you can't get the code anymore. So if you get the code, you can get it. So I hey. bought that too. Which is cool. pretty cool. Uh, those are uh, my uh, pickups. Of course, I picked up Mario RPG as well, but he already showed it off, so 
Well, uh, that's basically all my pickups. And like I said, very nice. The video looked kind of glitchy. I apologize. Something's up with my camera. I'll get it fixed next time. Uh, next, we're going to talk about is football collecting and how much is too much for limited editions. And what we mean by that is is that so many people in the era of like limited run and those time of companies, everyone is like worried about not getting something that's going to go up in price. Like they're like they're trying to they're trying to figure out which ones are going to be the rare ones. Like, like for example, Godzilla on the PS4. No one knew that was coming. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the you know yeah. little Samsons or you know, uh, what well, you remember? You remember uh, well, Poop Slinger? Like, weird yeah, stuff po- oh like, yeah, who could yeah. forget? So, we thought it'd be a good discussion about FOMO collecting because we were in that era. You know what I mean? Remember when we used to uh, work as a team to get games for for you when we mm-hmm. had limited run. So I want to get your thoughts on uh, the current state of photo collecting and how much is too much for limited editions. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you know, starting starting off, obviously I work for Premium Edition Games. Uh, we're we're n- uh, not a limited company, we're a small print company. So, I mean, some of that FOMO, yeah, we, we kind of like, uh, it's inevitable. Um, especially with our retro editions, which we don't make that many of. Uh, people... People feel like they need to get them right away. Um, I would hope people actually like open them up because like our retro editions, we don't do it for the FOMO sake. We do it for the sake of like giving extra stuff, like making supplemental manuals and soundtracks and like just all this other cool stuff. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping whenever people actually buy those retro editions, they're not buying it on speculation. They're actually buying it to enjoy it. Uh, a good example of of like what I'm talking about. Um, John Hancock actually did a really good video, like a, a review of a couple of our retro editions for Love Three and Eagle Island Twist, which just came out. And he was showing off like all of the, you know, just the care and attention to detail that goes into these things. Um, and I, I again, I hope that people actually open them up and see for themselves like what he's talking about. Um, if you don't want to open up your own copies, then certainly go to his channel and, and look at his reviews to see what I'm talking about. And maybe that'll like sway you toward actually opening it up. Um, as far as like my own FOMO collecting, yeah, I used to I used to do it with limited run games for sure because like they were the first ones to really I wouldn't say the first ones, but the first ones to really like lean into the FOMO. Um, they upfront told you that there was only going to be like 1200 or 1500 games in a certain print run. So, you know, of course they're going to sell out like super fast and they didn't really hit the fever pitch until they got, um, uh, what was it? Night trap, you know, uh, uh, that, that like, um, indie, like horror cult classic game, that everyone loves from the Sega CD. It's kind of infamous for having like, you know, stirred up all this Teenage trouble. On, like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it, it, <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't even like boobs. It was just like, you know, girls like d- during a sleepover or something like that, being terrorized by some like weird things. Friday the 13th, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so stupid. I mean, like, yeah, so I, I think it was Joe Lieberman. Um, who was a congressman at the time that uh, like championed this whole like crusade against 
video game violence and stuff. You know, at that time, there was no ESRB, no uh, rating system for video games. So that, that yep. came out of that era. And because of Night Trap. I think it's funny because my mom never would have cared even with the. I remember one time they when they first did the ESRB on it, mm-hmm. they my mom took me to a store and I picked it up like I, the guy like gave it to me like here you go and I went to the thing and there was this lady behind the counter oh you cannot buy this and my mom got really upset she's like why you just you just going to try to censor my son all the time and she's like well you, should, you can buy it and she's like that's the dumbest thing ever I'm literally sitting next to you. And you're saying that I have to pay for it. So she's like, my mom was like, hand me the money. And like, and she did really snarky. She was like, and then she like, I had to hand her the money. And then she's like, she's counting it slow. Like, here you go. I'm sorry. Your kids are freaking censored. Oh, no. Sorry. And so my mom just like went off on it. But like, I, I thought it was hilarious because at the time when they were doing all the censorship stuff, it was uh, like, for example, like two live crew, like uncle Luke, uh, they got their record banned right around the same time, and they put those parental advisory stickers on the actual uh, like, yeah. recordings and stuff. So it was inevitable that was going to happen. But the thing is, like, even like you know what's funny? VHS is I never seen any. I didn't see any age thing on those. We literally could go to Blockbuster, pick up a freaking a horror movie, and there was no questions asked. Well, like it wasn't hilarious. on the front, but it, it was on the back. You know, the PG thirteen or R. Well, like the rated R on some, but like who really, yeah. who really like gives? I've literally like yeah. walked into movies like that where, okay, I walked into Showgirls. Excuse me, I you know yes, I had I had to see my Bay girl, Mesa Hyde girl. You know, I, I wish it was I wish it was Thiessen, but you know that's a good it's a good second <laughs> round there. So. I, I went to it and it was rated like no joke. It was rated like I think it, it like it was like I can't like it wasn't X, but it was something right underneath. Like it's like the most horrible rating ever on a movie. Yeah, and I went to it with that rating or whatever. Yeah, interesting. That was hilarious. But with me and with photo collecting, I can, I'm I'm guilty of it. I uh, I do it all the time. Like amiibos. Oh my god, I was literally like. Yeah. At appointments, and I was telling people, "Hey, can you wait a second while I get this Greninja freaking Toys R Us exclusive, or go to Toys R Us in the morning?" I remember one time you went in a my in a so a, 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 a seven inch snowstorm to go to Target to get a Rosalina. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the so, thing. My irritation with it is, is like, why do you buy limited editions and you're not going to open it? That's the whole purpose and premise of them. My Resident Evil ones, I took out all the statues. Some people are like just leave mm-hmm. them in the box. Uh, what's funny is Street Fighter Six. I got from my from a friend from our collector group. He gave it to me for ten bucks, and he's like, "I don't want anything inside of it. I just want the game." Like, why would you buy the limited edition if you didn't want all the cool stuff with it? It makes no sense. You could have went to the store yeah. and just bought the regular thing. And I think it's weird because it's it. I can never catch what the what the rarest game is. Never. As long as I've been collecting. I've never seen it. And I, yeah. I do feel like there's some influence to this based on YouTubers and things like that. I think they're like, no one cared about little Samson until like no fit, no fits game chasers did that video where like, Oh my God, I found the Holy grail and they weren't yeah. even really collecting at that time. So how do they know that that was like the rarest game ever? It's just, yeah. And, and I mean, FOMO collecting is going to be a thing as long as there's no transparency, like when it comes to like, um, uh yeah you know we talk about amiibos uh everyone thought that those things were going to be limited well uh they were to a point but then you know like everyone no one cares anymore 
No one cares at all. Um, I remember. I remember when it first came out. Everyone was making jokes about it. They were like, "Oh, that's the dumbest thing ever." And then when the first release came out, Nintendo, of course, like, "Well, no one wants them, so I'm just gonna make a small release." And I I pre-ordered mm-hmm. all of them, and I got the whole set. And I guess the Fire Emblem guy, everyone was mad about because they couldn't get a hold of them. And then it went out of control. I remember waiting in line GameStop with you. Yeah. Those horrible lines. Oh, sorry, we're out. Yeah. No, and, but I mean, like with with amiibos, I think they still would hold a, hold a value if uh, Nintendo hadn't all but abandoned, um, you know, amiibo support in like all these games. Um, so there, you know, with like Zelda, you see those spike every once in a while, and that's because the Zelda game comes out and there's amiibo support. But um, you know, even like with the latest uh, Mario Kart, the support isn't there, just like it was with the Wii U. Um, yeah. And uh, Mario Maker, like they they abandoned Amiibo support for Mario Maker as well. So, you know, you got all these toys, these like toys brought to life things. And this is what one thing that really irritates me about Nintendo. They have a really good idea. It's awesome for a while. Everyone enjoys the hell out of it. And then they're like, ah, we're done with that. We'll forget about it. We don't care. We're not going to put any sort of effort, time or money toward it anymore. So now you're just sitting there with something that a shell of what you loved. Street pass, Mies, amiibos. You know what I mean? Like well, it's okay. So like I think all companies do that. Like, for example, I bought PSVR too, and they were hyping it up as like we're gonna invest into it. This time is awesome. Yeah. We did all this cool res stuff. I have two games, like two physical games. That's it. Not Resident Evil. I won't consider Resident Evil because you have to like download the VR mode on that. But mm-hmm. I have two games for it, only two, and it's like, it's like, I like, do I'm am I getting Virtual Boy to Part Two to this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And what these are the games that you can buy right now. Township. It's basically like, a, like a roller coaster tycoon. Okay. And then you have Horizon Zero Dawn, aka Climbing Simulator. All you're doing the entire time is this. Seriously? It's uh, not even a physical copy. Uh, skate VR. You think I could be like Tony Hawk? No, it's your hands as a skateboard and you do tricks with it. What? Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Then uh, Light Brigade, which is awesome, and The Walking Dead game, which is awesome. Mm. And what's so crazy about it is. It could be like a survival horror, like gem, you know, physically going into a horror house, doing all this crazy stuff. I love it. It's it's terrifying. Resident Evil looks amazing in it. Resident Evil Seven scared the holy crap out of me when I did VR with that. I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw Home Sweet Home, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it's 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 really amazing. But the problem is, is that they're so afraid to lose money that they just run off on it. Look at how many times Xbox done con- like weird controllers and stuff, and like they don't they don't produce them anymore. Or yeah. uh, Sony, like with which we'll be talking about later with the 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 portal, you know, like everyone's like this is stupid, and then people invest into it, and then no one plays it again. Yeah, and so, I know we're talking about FOMO, and we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but like you know, FOMO. This is this is where like we we fall for FOMO. And then we kind of learn our lesson because this keeps happening. So, like, is it really worth having the FOMO over when 98% of the time it's 
not going to be something that, you know, because FOMO typically is because of speculation, right? It's because you think that you're not going to be able to get something in the future that's going to be really sought after and really coveted. Well, uh, 98% of the time, that's not the case. So, you know, unless you're buying everything, like some people we know, um, then you're not going to get it. You're not going to hit on the, that 2%. My my thing too is is that like, <coughs> like they've been investing this into us as kids, figures that were exclusive, mail orders exclusives, freaking uh, baseball cards. Look for the hologram and da, 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 and those things. They've been injecting this into our systems because we're so feared of missing out. But I think it's a status thing now. I think it's converted to a status thing. Like they want people to come to your house and be like, I I joke and call them dick pic collectors. Oh, look at what I got. Oh, check yep. this out. I got yep. DJ's Guzu thing. And after a while, guess what? No one cares. And the final example of that is I got Mario 3 two days early, or a week early. And I was the coolest kid for a week until everyone got it. And then no one wanted to talk to me anymore. Mm, so yeah. those scenarios happen. I just feel like with me now, I don't care anymore. If I don't get it, I'm not going to stress myself out. It's too much yeah. like non-stress that I need. The, the old like for it if not i'll find it later exactly if, if if i don't get it during the window in which it's like you know commercially available then it wasn't meant to be because like you know uh and, and we were going to talk about this or we did talk about this last week you know during the ghost recording but um <laughs> we'll call it ghost recording ghost anyway <laughs> um so we we talked about the analog pocket and how you know, the initial release was white and black models. They sold yep. out. Then they came out with the uh, the freaking glow-in-the-dark model and the clear model, and they sold out. And then they had all the fantastic colors, and they sold out. And then now they've got the, the we'll call it Play It Loud colors, and um, they were in stock for a while. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, waiting there, like, hitting F5 refresh trying to like get this thing like i used to like i would have in the past but i do what i did want and do want and and got a uh spice orange analog pocket um but that's only after you told me that they were still in stock after like an hour and a half or something like that um but that whole thing is kind of irritating to me because of the lack of transparency do they owe us transparency probably not um, but it is a little irksome that analog pocket or analog itself has come out with all these different editions within a couple of months time and not given any sort of indication that any more were coming because, you know, obviously like I, I bought the black one way back when I waited like a year for it to come into stock to actually ship to me. Correct. By the time I got it, I've used it maybe a handful of times, and now all of a sudden there's this orange one that I want. Had I known the orange one was going to be on the horizon, I wouldn't have bought the black one in the first place. Because they um, want that money, for sure. Yeah, they do. Because, you know, yeah. Like that, that Turbo Duo, I don't think that sold well either. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. And I think their mindset is is that, oh, well, the pocket's selling. We'll just keep re rehashing the, the pocket until it, no one wants it. Which is a uh, which is tough because the the funny thing that I laugh at now is I don't know like 
they wrote when we when we were doing the analog pocket, I remember it vividly. They said that they weren't making any others, that this is one of the only ones that they were going to be producing. That's what they wrote on their website, which made people flip out about it. Yeah. And then and then they did a rehash. We got on the second hash. Remember they did the A, B, and C. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we were on the second run of them and got in there. They said, hey, we're going to get pre-orders for them because they realized it was going to be a mega seller. And I, like I said, I, I get irritated by it. Like, I, I think the same thing because we talked about this before. Like you wanted you wanted a certain color, you know, scheme for your for your analog. But like, why don't you give us the option, like make cases, give us the case kit, and let us just do our own fucking colors. Yeah, you still would have made a ton of money off of it if you're giving us the exclusive ability to like. If I can get a glow in the dark one, fuck it, I can just get the case. But I'm not I'm not doing that, and that's it. Just sucks. I hate it, and I hate bots. Bots are the other problem that we have. Mm-hmm. Bots destroy everything now. I I don't. I'm so scared for Switch Two because I'm probably not going to get it for like a decade. Because look how long it took the PlayStation to be in stock. Fucking like three years. Three years it took because people were just selling them all over eBay. And I'm tired of like the reseller flippers on YouTube and stuff. Oh, well, you can make all this money by fucking sacrificing chicken pennies out of every fucking person on the internet. Because people don't know the rules. No one knows what the value is. Dude, those the portal I checked this morning just to be just to be curious. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, five hundred dollars yeah. that someone was buying it for. That's double plus ten percent. And not including all the shipping money that they get and all the they're not gonna throw in a nice box. They could throw in a crappy box and send it on its way. Just dirty, man. And I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's super dirty. Um, yeah, and, and people think that the, you know, like these resellers, they're they add nothing to the the like the value or they're doing nothing for the consumer. They're just getting in the way, they're making everything more expensive and and lining their own pockets. It's pure greed. And, and bullshit. Like I fucking hate resellers, man. I I also hate that they try to make it seem like they're like this. They're like, I'm buying this, okay, and then I'm gonna get a nicer copy, and then I'm gonna sell my shitty copy to someone else for the same price, and then I don't have to charge anybody. I'm like, you're still doing something dirty. You're you're screwing someone else over based on their love for the game, and you know. Sure. They want something nice too. So, like, what the big? What's the big deal of it? It just sucks. FOMO sucks, and also limited editions kind of suck because you got to have room for limited editions. If I didn't have this room down here, I wouldn't have room to have this stuff. Same thing with your room. You know what I mean? You got rid of some of your limited editions because you wanted to get away from it. All right. Next topic we're gonna do is uh, this is exclusively to Obara. I'm gonna let him gush all over this game. Uh, this, uh, week, uh, or last week, I'm sorry, I'm, I remember the dates, but, uh, Super Mario RPG came out, Nintendo did the impossible, they got this released, uh, could not believe this happened, I was very shocked that I saw Square's name on this, cause they would have to sign off on it, and I'm wondering what, how much money they're getting for all this, or if they sold their rights to Nintendo for this, but, uh, what do you think about this? Because you were all hyped up. I was like, I'm not going to talk to Obara for like a week after this game comes out. So <laughs> I would love to see your thoughts on Super Mario RPG. 
Yeah, so I, I did, uh, you know, I, I played it for, gosh, um, I played, I played like up until the first boss three different times because I, I played it for myself. I played it uh, with my niece and I played it with Natalie, I, you know, just so that they could all see it. Amazing game. It, it, uh, it uh, met my expectations. I wouldn't say exceeded my expectations. Because I do have a lot of notes when it comes to this game. Um, in no particular order. And and the one thing that, uh, that, you know, a lot of people have harped on is, like, you start the game and it asks you, like, what difficulty level you want. So there's, <laughs> like, a normal mode and an easy mode. Breezy. <laughs> yeah, breezy mode. I don't know why they bothered putting in the breezy mode because the the normal mode is easy too. True, but like you know, like, like for example, if I let Leland do it, like you know, like yeah, the actual Super RPG, I think it it's better for him to learn first and then up the difficulty for it. Okay, yeah, I can <laughs> see that. But I mean, well, what what I wish is that they would have kept the same difficulty as the original because like it the the balance was good in the super Nintendo version, they ruined the balance in this one because they added all this stuff. Like they, um, they ramped up the damage that you do with your attacks. There are also, there's also splash damage that's done to, uh, surrounding enemies. If you do perfect timing, um, you have triple attacks that uh, you build up a meter for that weren't there in the original game. That's an extra amount of damage. And none of this was rebalanced. None of the gameplay, the core gameplay was rebalanced to, uh, you know, to account for all of this stuff that was added. So all that being told, um, you don't have to like grind, which is a good thing. Grinding in RPGs isn't, isn't good, but you don't have to put any sort of thought into like preparing for a boss uh i never once was in any sort of danger of dying to a boss whereas like every single time i would play the super nes one yeah it was a challenge um so yeah like uh punchinello easy bowyer super easy or yeah it's super easy um uh, there, there are special enemies that show up that actually give you frog coins. That wasn't in the original. Yeah. So the frog coins were a limited resource in, in the Super NES one, whereas now you can actually just run into them randomly. Uh, you've got the tri triple attacks, which I talked about. Um, it's it's also easier now. You know, I can't unknow things that I know from the original game. So now that I've already, like... I'm I'm playing the game and it's exactly the same as before. I know where everything is. I know what to do. So it's easy in that way too. Um, yeah, splash damage, combo meter, um, all the comedic awesome. time. What's that? The combo meter is awesome. I like the cool like they went like with a square soft kind of like big big uh, impact uh, you know thing. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, but it gives you even more boosts to your uh, um, your attacks and everything. Like whenever uh, you have like really good timing um, for for your blocks and attacks, um, if you build up this combo meter, then you actually get bonuses to your attacks. Um, 
yeah, dude. Like, uh, I, I love that they added cutscenes. I love that uh, all of the uh, the mini games are updated. Um, it, it's just a gorgeous game. Um, it is gorgeous. But, and, and I love that it actually, like, you know, gave me a reason to go back and play it again. Whereas, like, you know, you, you kind of have to um, temper your expectations when you go back and play a game that you've got rose-colored glasses for. Uh, you know, Mario RPG on the Super NES is one of those games that's just so beloved by everyone, but, you know, things don't really age as well because that's several generations ago. Whereas, you know, back in the day, that was the cutting edge. What were your experiences? Ex- I've I've been I've been rambling, but <laughs> let's no, let's hear what you thought. So I, I put it in perspective of like Resident Evil 4, okay. I was not a big fan at first. You know, I played it and I enjoyed this game, you know what I mean? But I'm like, I didn't like obsessively enjoy it, you know? It was interesting, it was cool, but I was like, it's not it's not my thing. I at the time I was like, I like 2D Mario. I don't know, you know, and those kind of things like that. But it won me over for RPGs. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't a big RPG fan, but the the Mario licensing was very genius on how they did it and Square is just amazing with their RPGs. So it, it like sucked me in really good. But I treat it like the Resident Evil 4 remake, right? So they made which I thought was cool, they brought 2D aspects into it. So like the world map the was really really cool like the whole like the whole world kind of thing like the the it's in our background so like all the cool things they did with it that that was pretty cool i uh also i do enjoy breezy mode because i hate farming i really do and for me it made it it made it more enjoyable for me to kind of learn the gameplay aspects of it because i'm not a big rpg guy you know some people are just completely good experts at rpgs so it's interesting to kind of figure out things and kind of like I joke like dip your feet in the pool. Is it cold? Is it hot? You know, you just kind of enjoy it. the The other thing I enjoyed was, uh, like I said, the humor was hilarious. Whoever wrote the script for it is, dude. I was cracking up so many times on some of the silly stuff that they were doing in the game. Like you know, Malo, like he cries and then it starts raining and stuff like that. Like I thought was hilarious. And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what if he gets mad? Does he start like a gigantic fireball, you know, coming down? Are volcanoes blowing up? It just really, it just, it just made me laugh. Uh, I loved uh, my favorite character so far is uh, is Gino because it's kind of cool that they incorporated Star Road, like gave a lore to Star Road, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Bowser, oh my god, the funniest person in the entire game. Uh, him walking around and trying to hide his emotions from a Mario, like it's like it's like they're like husband and wife, which is hilarious to me. That that game is what started my love affair with Bowser in in the first place. Obviously, you know, like um, in in the history of Mario, he's just been a really one dimensional. Like, hey, I, I, you know, just antagonist where he steals the princess, and you have to go and rescue and whatever, and he's got no personality. They gave him a personality in this one, and it's so good. That's why I think it's funny, like, with the Mario movie, like, with Jet Black. It's like, literally, he's Jet Black's literally playing that role as him. Yeah. In RPG. And (laughs) this is where it all started. This is where they gave him that personality. So it's so good. My, I want, I want a poster of Bowser crying with his little tears going back and forth. That shit makes me laugh every time I see it. It's super funny. Uh, I yep. also, uh, I also have my, my peeves as you heard me this morning ranting about it. 
I hate isometric jumping. I hate it. I hate the it in Mario 64. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. There's a part where you have to you have to climb <laughs> these shells. And I literally got so bad I deleted my file. Thank God I got a cloud save because I brought it back down afterwards. But man, I was hot mad. Yeah, this I haven't been hot mad like this since Ninja Gaiden. The other thing I, I, I get upset about, and no offense to it. I understand that you want me to kind of explore the land, but at least tell me where the hell I need to go. Like I told you, like I was trying to find Monstro Town, and if I didn't talk to you, I would have really thought that one. So there's a pyramid where you go down, and it says, "Hey, you need a key," but you have to get the right. So they they basically give you like a, a fortune, and the fortune has to be a certain thing. So if you don't know that, you're like, "Oh, this is the fortune. This is what you do when you go down." You can't figure out what the hell to do. So I was like baffly confused about it. And I was like, I don't know if you know if I'm going to be able to finish it. So yeah, I talked to you and you're like, hey, no, it's like this. I'm like, I'm like, how did you know that? Like, how did you know that? I, I, I just know it from, you know, the Super NES one. So I was like baffly confused, but I, I'm, I'm progressing. I have like, I still have two stars left on it. I'm, I made it to, after I got off the phone with you, I made it to, was it Bean Valley? And in which mm-hmm. the clouds were Molo, spoiler alert, Molo is an actual prince. But what also made me laugh the most, they put that big crow in, in the thing and oh, said no. it was Molo. I fucking died laughing. I was yes. like, this is, how do these people not know they're all clouds, but they're going to like say this big crow is like their yeah. prince, which is super funny. Uh, I, I'm happy I got it. I, I love the visuals. The visuals are so beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, I think it's the best looking game on the Switch. I hate to say it, but it's it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would after my my anger got lifted. I, I would definitely say it's a ten out of ten. Uh, all in the reflexes. I want to yeah. beat it. I'm going to keep progressing today since I have a long weekend. And uh, happy I got it. And thank you for pushing me to death to get this uh, and uh, giving it a second chance. Yeah, there there's some thing there's some things that I I won't talk about because it's still just a week from uh, its release. And I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some things that were surprises to me um, after I beat the game. There are some surprises for for people who have played the game. So if you think it's just the same game, there's more to it, there's which also, is awesome. There's also a, a special boss that I thought was not going to be in there because of licensing issues. Mm-hmm. But I was really shocked, I, and I wondered if they were going to pull that off, and I'm happy they did. Definitely yeah. go pick it up. Please support uh, Mario RPG, because you never know if they'll give you a number two instead of the, the ones you got on the 64. And no, a direct sequel would be insane. Especially and maybe, the they're, maybe they're gauging interest, so yeah, make this thing sell like gangbusters, and let's do it. Um, we forgot to do uh, Night at the Movies, by the way, before all this. Oh no! On, on my on my script, I have it. Next, oh, sorry about uh, that. Next one, yeah. Oh, good, good. So, 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 speaking of that one, we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, Abar picked out a movie. It was uh, Raphael from the Ninja Turtles' uh, most hated movie ever. Uh, <laughs> he like walks outside. It always makes me laugh. He's like, "Who makes this stuff?" And it's New Line, which is the company that made Ninja Turtles. So I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Critters too. Uh, please meet Harry. Uh, this movie is a total B movie. Uh, some people enjoy it. Some people hate it. Uh, I love it. I love their personalities. They got kind of a gremlins personality to them, but they also make it like a horror movie. They have like quills that come off the side of them and attack. I didn't want them to watch one because one, 
I knew he would probably go into it and be like, oh, this this is horrible. But the second one is so over-the-top funny that I knew that he would enjoy it, so we started him with two. So go ahead, Abara. Tell us about uh, Critters 2. Yeah, so I did enjoy the hell out of it, and I'm glad I took notes from the other week because, you know, this is the second time I'm reviewing it. But uh, it's not fresh in my mind anymore. I didn't go back and rewatch it, but I do have my notes from last time. Um, so Brad, this uh, 80, the typical 80s kid, um, is is the I guess he was in the first one and and had to deal with these these uh, critters and um, no one believes him that they were real. So he comes back to town. They're like, oh, there's that kid, the kid who thinks that the critters are real. And then it turns out that like there's this big like group of critter eggs that were like uh, you know gathering in what was it in a barn or something like that? Well, they it, they so that's where they they were hiding and attacked. But like, here's the funny thing about the first movie: they don't talk about any girl critters in the movie. They you, like you assume like they're all dudes. So I was like mm. I was baffled, confused how they they're it's it makes me laugh because that's how typical eighty scripts go. They're like. They had babies, and it's always like the second movie. It's like they have babies, and, yeah. and they're scary. So yeah, one I, of them I, escaped. Oh no! Yeah, one of them just hit out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the uh, it's I don't know. Like I, 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 the first movie was, and this is honest truth. They were in a, one house the entire time. So oh I don't, really? I don't know. Yeah. Oh geez. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering how like an entire town would get amnesia, but I guess like not everyone in the town knew about the critters, just a few people. Correct. Okay. Um there were a, a few actors that like looked familiar. There was the the asshole kid with the Jeep. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen him before in like other movies. I couldn't place him. Uh then there was like uh so the bounty hunters that are coming after these critters. Uh, that, that were pretty awesome. I thought that they were going to be like bad guys that they were going to have to fight, but no, they're actually on the the good good guy team. Um, and and all of them are like faceless until they see something that they want to turn into. And one the the pilot of the the like uh, bounty hunter spacecraft or wait renegades. What what do they call themselves? I don't remember, but like one of the guys was from the original movie. He's an alcoholic mm-hmm. and he went with them because he wanted to get away from alcohol yeah. and be a hero. So he, yep. he did that. And then uh, the other two are just, I don't know. Like they're just so over the top. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Over but, the top. So the first thing that he turns into, like there was, there was just like a, a playboy magazine that like came out of nowhere and he like picks it up and there's a centerfold and it turns into this, you know, Playboy model. So it's like the the '80s excuse of like, oh, how are we gonna fit in, na- you know, naked boobs into this? Oh, here we go, Playboy model. The, the staple was hilarious. I was like, but they he she pulled out the big staple, and I was like, yeah, yeah, what attention to detail. That's the only yeah, that's funny. Super funny from the centerfold. Yeah, that was funny. And the other um, dude went and- like Fabio, right? I, th- I was trying to remember, like he did Fabio, right? I don't like he's like a big buff guy. He like he had like a pretty face and like long hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see. Uh, that that same one almost turned into Freddy Krueger at one point. Yeah, it's hilarious. I thought that was actually going to happen. Like I'm like, oh yes. What if it <laughs> like, was like Robert England playing it though? That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. 
um, at the very end, whenever they're uh, <coughs> they blow up the critters, and then the, the critters turn into that giant critter ball. <laughs> the the uh, the Megazord of critters. <laughs> yeah, they'll like combine into one giant ball of critters that are like running people over. I mean, like they're literally like rolling next to them in that jeep and then they're like smash into it and then they're like it was so stupid the the other one i love is when he shoots well, i love the special the, effects when he shoots the critter in the head and he knocks it, it looks like a toupee on his head yes and then yeah. they were like ripping him about his bald head and stuff which i thought yeah. was fucking funny and then the other one that like cussed when he was shooting at him he was like oh shit yeah <laughs> But I, I don't know, like, I, uh, when I first, the funny one was I saw the, you know those HBO, like, free days? They showed yeah. all three back to back to back. And there's okay. actually, like, I think there's four of them, like, four different Critter movies. Uh, one of them, it, Leonardo DiCaprio's intro of acting was in Critters 3, which is, like, crazy. Insane. But... Uh, I laughed at the ball too. The ball thing made me laugh when they run over to the people and they were like <laughs> flat skeletons. Yeah, which was hilarious. Uh, but if it was me giving a rating, I would definitely give it a uh, five. All in the reflexes, it's five's the highest, so I would definitely. Give yeah, it I'll, I'll give it a four out of five. Uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. So last week we we chose our movie, and mm-hmm. as you know, the the ghost episode uh, happened, and so. We chose uh, Batman uh, Ninja Turtles. Now, please, this is a this is this is just a little warning. Do not show your kids this. It's like, uh, oh, my kid is... loves Batman. Oh, my kid loves Ninja Turtles. Let me show my kid this. Uh, guilty as charged. And Leland, <laughs> the first scene was Shredder murdering somebody and cussing, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I think you need to go upstairs now. <laughs> Yeah, really, really dark cartoon. Uh, really well done. Uh, it has like Ra's al Ghul and Shredder together, and then it has like it has everyone from the Batman, Robin, Batgirl, all them. Uh, you'll really enjoy this. Uh, it's just like Mortal Kombat if you want to get a little reference to it. The Mortal Kombat animated movie. So yeah, okay. You're definitely gonna check this out. Uh, I would definitely. Uh, you're definitely gonna enjoy this. That's so, awesome. We'll hear about it next week. All right. Last but not least, uh, do reviews influence what you buy? And I brought this topic up to him earlier because I always, and I hate to say it, I, I hate doing it, but like I go on Amazon and I look at the stupid reviews and I try to see if there's a real person writing something on there. Mm. Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen or something like that. But with AI now and people, companies paying people to give reviews on things that are good so they can sell it. Uh, I thought this would be an interesting topic for us. And what do you think? Do you really think uh, reviews influence you or people? Or do you think that uh, most people don't enjoy reviews? And this could be on anything like, you know, like movies and things like, you know, like Sissel and Ebert and those type of things like that. What do you think about uh, do reviews influence something that you want to get? I, th- I think they do. Um, and I think, I mean, there's even a word for it. Influencers. People are professional influencers to influence people to buy or, or uh, you know, try certain products or whatever. Um, and we have this same phenomenon in, um, in video games. So, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, 
John Hancock, we had sent him Eagle Island Twist and um, Love 3, and he gave us glowing reviews. Now, does that mean that he only gave us glowing reviews because we gave him free stuff and he wants more free stuff in the future? Who's to say? Um, but knowing it, it's, it's all in the reputation and all, all in the track record of the person that you're listening to that influencer, if it's a brand new influencer and you know that they're obviously, obviously out for just money and getting free stuff, then take that into account. Um, you know, not everything is going to be their favorite. If they say something is amazing, like every single time they get a free thing and they're not truthful about, uh, or critical about anything that they get then that should be a red flag to you. But John John Hancock has uh, a pretty good track record of actually saying critical things if if there are things to be said. So whenever I saw his video and saw that he had glowing things to say about Premium Edition and the work that we do, it, it was super flattering because I knew that it was genuine and it came from the heart. He loved it, though. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. Say something. I also want to say something for John Hancock just to say this to you. I wish nothing the best for you and your wife. I know you had a lot of yeah, that's, going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I will always support you uh, if you ever need to talk. You know, I'm not friends with them, but if you ever need just to BS about something, I'm always here for you. And I think he's one of the most genuine people in the world. I Every time yeah. I see him, he's really nice, very cordial. He is an Eagles fan. I can't, I can't accept that. <laughs> but... I, I do think he's an awesome person, and I hope everything works out for you and your family. You are the highest caliber of standard of things, and I definitely appreciate watching your videos, even yeah, through a and, time like that. Yeah, and and that comes with the track record, you know? Like, he's he's had a history of just being an amazing person and a, a really genuinely good person. So, um, you know, an influencer like that that has opinions, negative or positive, should be taken not with a grain of salt. I mean, like, it, it should be taken at face value and, and actually cherished. Like, find those influencers out there. Find those reviewers out there that actually know what they're talking about and, you know, that, that aren't just out to enrich themselves through this process. Can, um, I, can I show you one that I absolutely hate the most that sure. I hear all the time? So there was a come-and-go one I saw on Instagram. And they were calling themselves passenger princesses. So they basically just get a dude, right? And they go around gas stations and they basically sample stuff. And this is how they sound. I'm going to push my girl voice on for a second. And they were like, oh, my God, this freaking thing is so awesome. I'm with this guy and he took me to come and go. And they gave me all the nicest stuff in the world. They're the sweetest people in the world. Oh, my God, I got to go there. You got to go there. Blah, 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 blah. And it drives me insane insane i hate those people that do that i hate that little girl voice like oh my god i went to the shop and they were so great and did it reminds me of the mall girls from the 90s i just can't stand it it just drives me crazy those influencers drive me nuts i cannot stand it hate it (laughs) absolutely hate it drives me insane every time i hear when my when my wife has it on this is what i do every time i just like cold stare like this like please turn that off it's like nails on a chalkboard yeah don't forget to turn off your girl voice. Is my girl voice still on? Hey, girl. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I think you're muted now. Back. Hello? Nope. Girl voice. Male voice? Hello? That's deep voice. <laughs> what is going on? It is so funny. 
You're supposed to be able to push it off. Is it better now? Nope. Deep voice. What the hell? <laughs> well, fuck it. I'm going to talk like this the entire time. No, no, no. Please step up. He's a man. Such a man. <laughs> I thought you pushed the oh, button and it turns off. What the hell? This is the kind of fun stuff we do here today. Technical difficulties, folks. Typical uh, puberty. <laughs> Let's see here. I can't believe I did that. Is that better? There you go. Now you're All back right. to normal. Now, I, dude, okay, the, the box I have, it doesn't say off. It says pro. How do I know that's what's supposed to happen? Yeah, it's so that's dumb. Weird. And you guys got a little context in there. Uh, I I do believe the same thing you do. I do believe that influencers do uh, work that. I'm sorry, I'm giggling because I can't imagine you listening to that girl voice with me being angry. Oh my god, it's probably it's like funny. A wife. It's funny. <laughs> Sound like a wife, but uh, I I get irritated with people that go for free things. They're not here to help you. They're just here to give free things. And mm-hmm. if I'm given something, like if if someone gives me something and they're like, "Hey, you should definitely check this out," I'm gonna give it every diligence to check it out and be as completely honest and transactional as possible. I get it. You're getting something from a company, and they expect all positivity all the time. But like, I'll say this: What's that? It was a I can't think of his name. He's from Arizona, uh, and he he always does the Chinese knockoffs, and he just crucifies them. And he crucifies them and in a complete honesty, like, these are terrible. Why would they do these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just really funny. And then, like, one of them, he said that they told him to take it down. And he was like, kick rocks. You told me to review it. And I'm going to review it the way that I want to review it. It's my right. And so I think that's awesome that he does those things. Yep. But I also get mad at movies and uh, IGN. I'll say it. I don't like oh, you, yeah. IGN. <laughs> So the whole joke that everyone does on IGN is that if they don't get paid, they don't do good reviews. Dude, they crucified, uh, and Metacritic crucified RPG. Crucified it. And I'm like, there's no way that's not a 9 or a 10. At least a 9. Yeah. I could not believe they crucified it uh, the way they did. They gave it a 6.3. Wow, what? 6.3 on Metacritic. Okay. And what happens is, when Metacritic doesn't explain to you, it's just like it's like Rotten Tomatoes. You you review something and someone's like, good, good, shitty, 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 good, good, good. And it affects the percentages of it. Mm-hmm. So when you're a person that doesn't know, you're like, wow, 63, that's that's terrible. I don't want to buy that. Yeah. And video game companies are obsessed with Metacritic. Like they're not like big people. I just don't I don't understand it. And what drives me nuts is like what happened to the perspective of you reviewing your own things? We had Nintendo games, right? We opened Nintendo games, and we either got what? A shitty game or a good game. But guess what? We had to keep playing it because we bought it. Mm-hmm. And now I think everyone's got their, 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 ooh, well, this movie's not so great, and I don't think you should watch it because I don't like it. it. It's perspective. Like, you you like, like, say, for example, I'm a big, I, we'll talk about Kurt Russell. I'm a big, big Trouble in Little China fan. You're Hateful Eight. And we like our own different versions of it, different flavors, but we both enjoy the same actor. So yeah. what's the difference in in uh, the reviews? You know, we all have something that's different. But that's my whole mindset of reviews. What do you, what do you think uh, is the worst type of reviews that you see out there? 
Um, yeah, and, and even with Metacritic, like you were saying, like I'll expand on that a little bit more because Metacritic has a couple scores. They have the scores that they take from the professionals like IGN, and then they have the user scores, which you should actually pay attention to. It, unless, unless, and this has happened in the past where people review bomb, um, they'll they'll like you know take take offense to some political stance that maybe the developer or the publisher took, and then they'll the, the 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 masses will exact revenge on the game by review bombing it into oblivion, so that you know people who only look at those uh, those scores to to purchase their games will see the score and then walk away because it got a two or whatever, you know? So be cognizant of that too, that there may be like external circumstances going on with a review. I also assume cancel culture. I'll tell you an example that just came up. I don't know if you've ever been on Instagram, but this Matt Reif guy, this comedian, he's like all over the place. Mm. He's a pretty boy. He's got comedy and stuff like that. He's very popular. He's got kind of a Dane Cook thing going on. Not saying he's Dane Cook, but this made me laugh so hard, and I thought it's the best thing I've ever seen done. So he made a joke about domestic violence, but it wasn't that. It was, it was a, you know, he said he went to Baltimore, which I'm from, and I kind of understand what he was saying. He said this girl had a black eye, okay? Now, I'm not condoning domestic violence like that, and he made, the, he made a joke where he's like, you know, uh, he's like, I, like, you know, he saw her, and he's like, well, I'm kind of glad she's not in the kitchen because she probably makes terrible food and that was the whole premise of the joke it's not proper i get it but what was really funny that he did was when they were trying to cancel him he said if you got any problems with me send it to my link and when you click on the link it was a special handicap helmet that they that he had there so he did that and it was hilarious I laughed my ass off. I mean, that's he stood his ground. A lot of people don't do that anymore. And a lot of people are, are being like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's it's just weird to me. Uh, I hate reviews. If I'm going to get something, I like, I joke around. I saw Jason X, okay? Everyone destroyed the movie. I thought it was hilarious. A Terminator Jason, you know, I, I lost a date to that. I went, I, I had either a date. Or go Jason X, and I went to Jason X, and I loved every minute of it. It was great to see in the movie. It was cheesy and dumb. Loved it. Screw reviews. Please uh, take your own influence yourself. Test something out. Take take your foot and put your foot in the water, like I said. Either hot or cold. If you don't like it, take your foot out. <laughs> uh, you're muted. Hey, those of you on YouTube, thank you. Those of you on YouTube, I'm doing a terrible job with the tracker this this episode. So forgive me for like being several minutes late every single time we change topics. I just uh, I don't know. It's been a weird. So week. we've been we've been having. So you have to think about the week that we had. We've been both fucking sick as a dog. Yeah. We both uh we both ghosted this last one. And I, I did. I thought it was our I hate to say it, I thought it was our worst scenario ever because we were like just not going on topic. We were going on tangents. We didn't do anything we were supposed to be doing correctly. I forgot stuff, and I'm not gonna forget it this time. Uh your retrospective <laughs> game, and I did it again, is gonna be time spinner. Have you ever okay. played this? I've time I've spinner, never even heard of it. This is this is like Castlevania. But 
uh, instead of like whips, you got these little crystal balls that you use. You go through different aspects of time. Okay. And every, it's either like the olden days or like futuristic, like, you know, cyberpunk type of stuff. So this is your game for the week for the retrospective. And then also we have to talk about the game that uh, we both did this this last couple weeks. Yeah. So we don't forget. What did you uh, play? I, I, I can't even remember. Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, heavy That's rain, uh, and I'm gonna tell you this right now: Left 4 Dead sucks without multiplayer. I need to yeah. do one thing. I should have invited you over and just play it with you, mm-hmm. and I would have had a lot more fun. Oh, uh, it's so much fun, man! I fucking hate, and I and I hate this. I hate the smokers. I hate the witches, yeah. and then I hate the dude that slimes you where a hundred fucking zombies come on the you. Boomers. The boomers fucking hit me. Every fucking five feet that I fucking went on there. And I would, like, shoot these dudes. And I'm like, all right, I got them. And then, like, another dude on the side would get me. Uh, I made it. Uh, very, very, uh, I almost didn't make it the entire way. The, it, the, the rain thing was a pretty cool aspect to it where you couldn't mm-hmm. see enemies and stuff like I that. I love that 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 uh, that particular level for that reason. It's so crazy. And uh, the... I always like the thing I love about it. It's got kind of like an 80s action movie feel because everyone does all those one-liners. Yeah, and I've always mm-hmm. loved that. And I love when you go into the build, the safe zones and they're like, you know, they make some kind of like funny little joke. But I miss I miss Online Left 4 Dead. I really do. It's it's such a fun game. I actually bought it when I went deployed on a, on a laptop and I had the same reaction to it because I thought, I was like, I want to play it. And it just wasn't fun without people playing. I had to hook another controller up to have someone play on a split screen with me to, to enjoy it. But, yeah. of course, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 all in the reflexes. Uh, that one, I didn't even know that it existed. You you opened a new uh, a new map for me that I didn't know about. So, definitely appreciate it. It's a good How one. How about you, sir? I played uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the <laughs> NES. Did you like the uh, chip tunes? <laughs> Did you like the yeah, chip just- tune? <laughs> the, uh, so the chip tunes, yeah, the the Freddy chip tunes. Oh, which, which by the way, Natalie hates. She was like, "This is so shrill." I'm like, "Yes, I know. It's NES. There's nothing I can do about it." Um, but uh, the so very first thing, like you know, the NES, the games like that. Usually, they'll give you like a weird uh, uh, weapon to use, like a yo-yo or maybe a cane. Or, I don't know, something. A boomerang? No, in this one, you punch everything in the face. Well, that's how you start out. But then Yeah, you, you start out. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, so, like, hey, there's a snake. <laughs> punch it in the face. Hey, there's a fly. <laughs> punch it in the face. You're, like, punching insects. It's great. It's the stupidest shit ever. How about like, the jump? How about the jumps, right, though, that you do? Oh, I so it's not as bad as I remember it to be. Um, but it, and so it's not it's not as bad as Castlevania because you can actually like redirect your jump in midair. Yeah, I did like that about that. But I I hate that you have to like pay attention to that stupid sleep meter the entire time, and that you have to collect. Uh, what was it that you collect in everything? Bones? Yeah, bones. Yeah, to collect Freddy's bones so you can burn them. Yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah, it's a frustrating game, and and yeah, I remember the fact that like some doors weren't open at certain times or whatever. So it was, I was really just like running around confused. <laughs> yeah. I 
I so it's based on uh Dream Warriors, which is part three. Mm-hmm. And then uh yeah, I think it's I think it's mostly drawn on Dream Warriors because they I don't know if you ever seen the movie, but the original girl from the original movie, she, she she teaches them how to be uh, warriors in their dreams, how they can control their dreams. So they get the one guy's a dork and he makes himself a wizard. There's mm-hmm. one uh, girl that's like a punk rocker and she like has like knives and stuff. And there's another guy that's like a strong man. Like he like he's like the Hulk. He like crush things and stuff. Nice. So they like do all these little assets. By the way, which is funny, there was no ninja in the game and there's no track star which i thought was hilarious they just made that up uh the the thing i i, I laugh at is i love the i love the chip tune like freddy's coming for you <laughs> and then you and then it basically like it makes it like a, a it's so stupid it's like they it's like it's like a mortal Kombat thing it's like fight and then like you just fight freddy <laughs> yeah that's that surprised me i didn't remember that and Whatever. i i What's crazy about it is that game is a four-player game. It's like one of the first four-player games on the Nintendo NES. You can play with oh, four nuts. people in that game. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a multiplayer game, which is wild. But dude, trying to play with four people in that game with all those game mechanics, you you know how horrible that's going to be. Are they all on the screen at the same time? Yes. Oh, yep, all. It's one of the. It was one of the first four-score games. Crazy. Uh, so, so the game. What, yeah, the game that I have for you next next week. A <laughs> uh, 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 question block? Yeah, you heard that. Uh, so you have to play the crash mode in Burnout Revenge. Yes! I have that <laughs> game, too. Oh, I yeah, love that good. game. You it's guys, so you guys suggested that to me a long time ago. Crash mode is like, I love all the, the points things when they show you how much shit you damaged. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm going to Just... probably have Leland play for you and do a video of him oh yeah that's that's great he'll have a blast yeah you just run your car into traffic and see how much mayhem you you can uh ensue oh wait a minute i can get melissa to do it since you know she's uh oh no 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 No, i'm not touching that one oh she's an expert at that one i'm not touching that one check that one out if if (laughs) You're you're breaking up. I didn't hear you. <laughs> your landing gear is down. I repeat, your landing gear is down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Last but not least, uh corrections. Uh I, I want to give our first correction to sorry you did not get to see the ghost episode. Uh or aka I'm gonna call it the I'm gonna title it the train wreck. Uh <laughs> it's we, whatever. Uh, Every once in a while we just have yeah. to entertain ourselves. Well, it's funny because this is the second time it happened. The first time we did it, if you don't know context of this, you just joined the show. We recorded an episode that didn't record. <laughs> yeah, we we talked for an hour and, and change, and I forgot to hit the record button. And it like was, a, we laughed like a so hard Genius, about genius move. Real man of genius. (laughs) Today we salute you, Mr. Recording Guy that doesn't record things. Mr. Recording Guy that doesn't record things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Budweiser, bring those back. Oh, man. So, you know, hey, we we are not like, we're not podcasters by trait. We just kind of trying to figure out how it goes. I think we do yeah, a great we're show. Just having, I just, we're just having fun here. 
so, so like just like our team, some days we have good days and some days we just have really, really bad days. <laughs> <laughs> like last night at Turkey Day. Oh my god. Oh so mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you want to go on your uh your commander's diatribe? Yeah, I want to do a correction too. I want to correct whoever is running my team. Okay. I'm a Washington Commanders fan. I'm gonna want to hear your comments. Uh, yesterday I got flooded with Cowboys fans just wrecking me. Let me explain something to you. I've had 20 years, 20 years. I was there when they won, and I ain't trying to be like a Cowboys fan. Like, I'm, I was with them when they won, and I like them. Listen, Dallas Cowboys fans, I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm, being, I'm being real. You're not from Dallas. You don't even live in Dallas. How do you support a team that you don't live in? And the funny thing is, you fucking run your mouth when you win, but when you lose, you want to act like you don't exist, like you're on your own Dallas Cowboy Island. So last night, we lost 45 to 10. 45 to 10. Our defense can't touch anything, but I'm going to go down the, the history timeline. 20 years of crap. Uh, literally poop coming out the pipes on our fans. Poop. Real poop. Like poop falling on fans when someone flushed the toilet. No, they didn't pay their heating bill. So they had no hot water when they take showers. No shit that our team doesn't want to play fairly with anybody because they're having sh- a sh- the shittiest stadium and thing. We get Magic Johnson of all people. We're going we're gonna to change this around. We're going to spice this thing up. And literally it took them to this week to fire Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio has been horrible for the last three years. And everyone's wanted his head on a sling. Now, by the way, Ron Rivera is going to run defense. And by the way, he hasn't ran defense in six years. Six years. And then on top of that, you know, I've had, uh, I've had so many crazy things happen with them. Uh, every game that gets shown to America is us just wrecked, just getting wrecked to the cleaners. Next. I don't know who they are. One day they're fucking killing people. Next day they're just shit in the bed. <coughs> Zero NFC East wins. They lost to the Giants. The Giants are worse than us, by the way. Worse than us and made them look like Super Bowl contenders. With a quarterback that literally was sleeping on his mom's bed and feeding him chicken cutlets because they're poor. <coughs> That's a true fact. Fix it. I'm so tired. I'm not buying, like, I'm not wearing their gear. I'll watch the game, but they're not getting gear on until I see at least six or seven wins. I want seven wins before I put on any of your stuff. I am not buying your stuff. I almost bought that championship belt. I was really excited to get a, a pay up, and I was like, I'm going to get that belt, and I'm going to show these Cowboys fans how we're champions. And guess what? I am not touching that belt. That belt is false. There, there's nothing a championship with that team. Nothing. I hate you right now hate that you treat me like this. I feel like I'm in a bad girlfriend relationship, and I just can't get out of it. I'm uh, like, she's going to change. She's going to be better. She's going to do, do the right things, and all she does is shit on me all the time. Just shit. Literally. They literally shit on you. They shit on their fans at their stadium. Uh, By the way, one more thing. We don't even have fans. The entire fan base is other fans being in our stadium. With two dudes that are like, I'm loyal to them. I'm sticking with them. And then around them is like, Giants come in, all blue. Eagles come in, all green. Cowboys, dark blue everywhere. And stupid stars. 
It's like you gotta uh, fix this. It's like Major League Two with uh, the Indians fans. Yes, he's he's like ah, they'll blow it in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, like, that's how I feel. Like I, I, if we went to the playoffs, I'd be like, we're out, we're out. Because think about it, like. Eagles are an elite team, and we fucking threw them to the wall. We threw them to the wall. And then we come back, and we play Dallas and the Giants, and we fucking shit the bed. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. I know this is a middle-aged gamer thing, but damn it. I was young, and now middle-aged, and they haven't won since that time. I was literally 10 years old. I am now 40. I am 40. And now they still suck. Still suck. We're a joke. Stop it. My my giants aren't uh, as cursed as as the uh, my adoptive team, the Commanders. But they put out any anytime they make a, a major change like this, a, a professional store, sports team will put out a statement by the CEO or president or whatever to the fans, apologizing. I'm sorry, we're just as disappointed as you are. Blah 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 blah. They did that today after firing the defensive coordinator. And it, it reminded me of the Giants after their disappointing season this year because they did the same thing. Got we, All the fans got, instead of going to the playoffs, is this disappointment letter. Like, we're going to do better. We're going to do all, all that we can to, to improve. And, you know, like, just I, I hear you. I get that you're trying. But make good on that promise, please. Here's the thing I, I have a problem with. I don't like, and that's why I got mad about the letter today, and that's why all the things I just said I wrote in my post, and I actually hashtag Magic Johnson because I want him to hear it because he seems like the only one that cares. At least he writes on there like, wow, that's pretty shitty. That's a real shitty thing that he just did. But here's my problem. If you know that the coach is bad and the culture's bad, get them out of here. I'd rather have Bellamy that, you know, like he's not a coach, but let's see what he can do. I don't want to – I here's the thing. I respect Ron Rivera. He was a military family. He uh, he defeated cancer. Uh, really, really solid dude. But he hasn't had a winning season in eight years. Yeah. And he went to the Super Bowl, by the way, and bombed against Peyton Manning that was like 112 years old. He had yeah. Cam Newton. He had Cam Newton and ruined his career too. It's yeah. just wild. We love all you guys. Please like and subscribe on uh, YouTube, Spotify, and uh, Apple Music. I keep forgetting the Apple portion of it. Like, I'm not an Apple <laughs> guy. I'm all Android, so I apologize. Uh, I'm on GI Gamer1981 on Instagram and Facebook. My next review will be on Spider-Man 2. I just got to fix the voice thing, and then I'll be uh, doing that video. I did do RoboCop. So please enjoy that. Uh, do you got anything to plug for Premium Edition Games or your uh, your book? Yeah, I'll just say again, Premium Edition Games is running a Black Friday sale right now. Details are on the website. So premiumeditiongames.com. Go there. Uh, we've got a ton of good games. I mean, I you know, I, obviously I'm a shill for the company because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a graphic designer. So I'm, I'm biased, but they really are good games. Like, we don't really put them out. Games. We don't work on them unless we want to put them out and we want them uh, to represent us. So 
Um, we got that. And then uh, VGCollectorGuide.com. I'm uh, always working on my book. I'm actually on pace to finish my book in the next few weeks. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put a bow on it and send it off to the printer and, and get them all uh, shipped and, and whatnot next, like in the next, uh, I don't know, I'm shooting for like April timeframe. But in the meantime, if you're a collector of a certain, you know, like uh, system, like PlayStation 2 or Xbox 360, like he's got there, um, you can get this note, notebook style guide so that you can uh, go through your own collection and check them off one by one. I did a comprehensive uh, job on doing this. I mean, like, I, dude, painstaking is is uh, an understatement painstaking what you don't realize is the passion into it like even down to the context of the the spiral for the colors of the books that's mm -hmm. attention to detail and the one thing i know about him is that he's very attention to detail oriented he makes sure like that he even talks to collectors to ensure that he has his the most correct data as he can so yeah. please support him these books are awesome I love just even sitting on my thing and reading about them. I found games in here that I didn't even know existed. So please support his website. Uh, do you have the website for it? Yeah, it's uh, vgcollectorguide.com. Please support you guys. Have a great Black Friday weekend. I hope you enjoy all your cool sales and whatnots. I am not going to any store at all. That is also a correction. <laughs> Same. I'm not worth. It's not worth. Uh, it's not worth a discount for Sonic or any kind of game. I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm going to sit at home, spend time with my family, especially my little boy, Lucas. I hope he feels better. He had to get his tooth pulled today, so I uh, felt bad for him. Uh, so I'm going to spend some time with family. And we're also going to watch Jingle All the Way. So oh it's time for them to get the, the cool Christmas movies. Home Alone is today, Jingle All the Way. And I think, uh, what was the other one that I, I ruined? Uh, uh, the Will Ferrell one, Elf. Oh, Elf, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hope you guys have a nice week. Please enjoy your families. Make sure to give thanks. And also, military guys out there that are stuck overseas, uh, I am thankful for you and your sacrifices. It sucks that you're not with your family, but mm. please enjoy the time you have off. See you guys next week. See you then. Bye. Later, guys.